going to say do you miss us because in matt and amon time it's been what two days since we've recorded but for listener time it's no time at all because all these episodes get released in batches but for posterity's sake did you guys miss us you did okay cool we're back we are here to talk (laughs) about promisaurus episode 18 18 right yeah 19 we're on the odds dang episode 19 of season three of Glee. And of course, I am joined by Matt. How are you? Yes. Um, is this our podcastosaurus? Am I Mattosaurus? You Mamonosaurus? Oh, there's the episode uh, title. There which is one? the episode title Podcastosaurus. Podcastosaurus. All right. Yeah. Or I was uh, working it in my head, trying to figure out something good enough where I didn't have to come in here asking all those questions about is this good, is that good? But that's where we ended up. So, yes, welcome to our Podcastosaurus. I, uh, if you were a dinosaur, what kind of dinosaur would you be? Are you about to tell me you don't know the names of dinosaurs? <laughs> I know the names of some dinosaurs. Um, but I don't know. The only one that, I, that, comes to mind as a t-rex i don't think that fits into my name in any clever pun ligosaurus <laughs> Ligus, that sounds that sounds offensive i don't know why <laughs> <laughs> what are you um i don't know i didn't think about it until i asked you um i don't know i think i'd want to fly so maybe a pterodactyl those are pretty cool um uh a monodactyl a <laughs> Tops. Tops. <laughs> um or maybe a triceratops. I don't know. If they, they, you were asking Brittany, cool. she would be a biceratops. Oh, she would be a biceratops. Maybe. She's oh figuring God. it out. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah, uh this is the prom episode. This is the uh second prom episode of the series. I think it's the last prom episode of the series. I don't think we get any more prom. No, no way. We have in... to. There's definitely one with the new kids. Is there? Isn't there? I think there's a Sadie Hawkins dance. Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking I of. don't think that we get a prom anymore. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't want to spoil things, but like, yeah, no, definitely something, some kind of dance, whether it's a prom or, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there's definitely more dances. I know there's like Homecoming again, and there's the Sadie Hawkins. I might be forgetting a prom, but if I am, then it wasn't very memorable. Um, which oh. one do you like better? You like this one? You like season two? Uh, this one had a lot more going on. That's not true. This one, they both have a lot going on, and they're both kind of involving the same characters, so that's definitely interesting. This prom had a lot of callbacks to the first prom. I think, I mean, maybe I'll have a better answer once we start diving into, like, things that happened in it, but, like, last prom, I just remember, like, Jesse being there, and that was, like, a strange thing, um, and then this one had a little bit more with... uh, I don't know. It had more room to play, I think, this time. So I'd probably say this one, but I could change that by the end of this podcast. I think I like this one more, too, just because, yeah, there's like some some drama going on, but it's not as heavy as the stuff with Kurt. And I feel like that was just, I mean, while it was needed and while I appreciate that they, do, that, that they did that storyline, 
I like the fact that this was a little bit more lighthearted. It's many of their last years there. So let's try and make it as good as possible for them, for the memories of it all. So I, I definitely resonated with that more. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, let's get on into it. Uh, we're going to open this episode up with Rachel. She is taking down a few of her Broadway dream paraphernalia, memorabilia things from her wall, which I think is a tad bit drastic. I mean, it's not like you didn't get into an Niata, but that doesn't mean that you have to dash your dreams. Some people don't even like, are we also forgetting that if you want to be on Broadway, you don't have to go to college? There's, there is, there is that. You could just move to New York and audition your ass off and land something. I mean, you still have a pretty impressive resume without Niata. But I digress. She is um, lamenting on the fact that she has, you know, she hasn't done well. She choked at her audition. Um, she regrets her performance, and but she's trying to be healthy and move on to some immediate goals, um, that of which are prom, nationals, and, of course, graduation. And uh, she has, like, this whole dramatic <laughs> moment where she is dressed up in the very outfit that... Uh, Fanny Bryce wears in Funny Girl with the uh, fur and the cap and leaning back in the auditorium chairs, just thinking about what, you know, what are her next steps and what what's what's the uh, the uh, primary recourse of action now. She's actually going to meet up with Becky in the girls room who she finds practicing, waving as if she's going to become prom queen. And Rachel's going to rather rudely say to her, you know what, there's, pretty, there's some pretty stiff competition this year, Becky. I wouldn't want you to get your hopes up. And Becky's going to snap back saying, you know what, can you leave with your, like, loser talk? I don't want your loser to rub off on me, um, which is going to leave Rachel just standing there looking embarrassed, as she should. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we uh, obviously last episode got set up with the fact that prom was coming up rather quickly. It uh, it was, you know, the end of senior year. Makes sense to have a prom, but it wasn't really... Uh, a pre- prevalent storyline up until this point. Brittany just kind of dropped it in the last episode. And now Rachel here as well is kind of acknowledging, you know, I have a lot on my mind between wedding, uh, the wedding and nationals and, you know, uh, graduation, I guess, like all this stuff that's happening. But first, let's stop it down, focus on prom. Let's make sure that we uh, have the time of our lives because who doesn't love prom, I guess, at this point? Like last year, it felt like our last season, it felt like it was just Quinn that was all obsessed with the prom stuff. And this season, it felt like everybody was in on prom. So everybody's getting ready for prom. And yes, Becky is going to put Rachel in her place right off the bat and say, uh, get your loser stench away from me. Yeah, honestly. I mean, don't don't come on here just because, you you know, you rained on your own parade. Don't try and rain on everybody else's. Like, come on now. Becky can be prom queen. But yeah, I, uh, I I I I think I like this move from Rachel at least, you know, trying to come to terms with the fact that you know, hey, I screwed up, but prom is still a thing. There are still bits and pieces of my senior year that I should really try to grab and hold on to. You can't spend the last couple of weeks in school, you know, a mess. It's just because then you're gonna look back on that part and be like, I can't believe I let all of that just ruin everything. So okay, but try wait, move sorry, on, one second. Uh, writer's room, let's step in for a second. Uh, how mm-hmm. funny would it have been if instead of this, they had Rachel go into a downward spiral and she dyed her hair red and joined the skanks and now Quinn had to go pull <laughs> Rachel out from under the bleachers and we close the season and maybe that justifies the Quinn thing a little bit more because we just see that every time somebody goes south, they join the skanks and dye their hair red. I, I think I would have really enjoyed that. I... For sure. just one episode, just one episode. It doesn't the same thing as Quinn. Just let's get her in there and get her right back out. But just a fun callback to what happened with Quinn and have Rachel be the one to do it. I would love it. 
I, I, yeah, I think one episode would be the perfect, you know, wacky glee timeline. So I support this message. Once again, let's get in on this writer's room. Mm-hmm. Let's just get in on it. Um, the prom committee has been, okay, well, so at, at the behest of Principal Figgins, she's gonna, he's gonna tell Brittany, look, look, you were elected uh, senior class president, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season. You have since then done nothing, okay? Prom is coming up. You need to get, you need to get this ball rolling. Um, so she's finally going to make the time to meet up with the prom committee who have been working hard all year, coming up with designs, coming up with theme ideas, coming up with budgeting, coming up with, you know, the things that a prom committee would be in charge of doing. But Brittany is going to come in and essentially just shit on all of the work that they have done. They came up with this beautiful castle in the sky theme and Brittany shuts it down saying, you know what? Castles are very heavy, so it's very irresponsible of you to put them on top of clouds. So you guys are henceforth fired. The theme for prom this year is going to be dinosaurs, uh, which the prom committee, of course, after doing all that work, that, that, that's stupid. We're not, that's, we're not doing this. That's a stupid idea. So she fires them. And uh, even Rachel, whom she thinks is actually there because they're another <laughs> brunette. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so the the theme is dinosaurs. The prom committee has been fired, so I don't know how she's going to put this all on together. I guess she's going to enlist the help of Santana, who would do anything for her. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is a this this is a dictatorship from Brittany here. Yeah, and Figgins came down a little hard on her, uh, which was some brutal honesty, especially because Br- Brittany makes a comment in this, which is like a comment from the writers kind of worked in here. She's talking about how she realizes that you know she spent the whole year just being so wrapped up in her fluid teen sexuality and getting caught up in Lord Tubbington's Ponzi schemes. And then for a while, she says, I stopped talking, which is like a direct reference uh, to the fact that she did literally, she was not in the season for like a solid seven or eight episodes. Like, and I noticed it along the way, but like she literally says here, I stopped talking, which is very funny. So Brittany hasn't been talking all season. That's fine. Uh, She's going to get back into the swing of things here. And uh, I mean, Figgins is literally even threatening, not threatening to her, but like he's like, if your presidency doesn't go well, I might just scrap presidents altogether. I might just get rid of this whole system here because apparently presidents don't matter. The school is running just fine without it and you're not doing anything. So uh, Brittany doesn't want that to be her legacy. So she decides she's going to listen to him and take prom into her own hands. And that's how she's going to rehabilitate her image as uh, you know, a student council president. And yes, uh, very sad to these three very nice people that are working as the prom committee. They're literally like, yeah, we've tried to contact you for the last few months and you ignore us every time we try to talk to you so now that it's crunch time uh, now she needs to come back to talk to them and she's getting to scrap all their ideas she doesn't like a single thing that they have to offer but dinosaurs are the way to go because the bible told her that dinosaurs and cavemen lived side by side for millions of years in peace and she thinks that's something that we should totally celebrate so they don't like it she doesn't care it's a stroke of genius from Brittany. I just wish that, I mean, just think about just how much further this theme could have gone if you had actually showed up to be a part of this committee. So he's poor. He's poor kids. But you know what? It's either Brittany's way or the highway or Santana punching you in the face. So, yeah, prom. Go prom. Yeah. Yes. It's yeah. Hey, uh, if there's anybody that can get the job done on short notice, I don't care. Uh, you know about the rest of these people and their plans. Brittany can pull it together. Dinosaurs, great theme. Let's do it. I support you, Brittany, and uh, so does Santana. That's all the support you need. The the co-host of the Choir Room, Santana Lopez. You are good mm-hmm. to go. Exactly. 
Uh, later on in the day, Sue is going to announce the nominees for prom king and queen over the speaker system. I always wonder why it was Sue that did it and not Principal Figgins. But I guess maybe Sue is like in charge of like, you know, prom. Maybe that's like her her extracurricular besides cheerleading. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, she uh, is going to announce for king. It's Rick the Stick Nelson, Brittany S. Pierce, interestingly enough, and Finn Hudson who is sort of caught off guard by being nominated, which I found surprising. Um, and then for prom queen, we've got Missy Gunderson, who we've never heard from in our lives before. Quinn Fabray, of course, and Santana Lopez. Becky wanted to be prom queen so bad. I mean, we saw her practicing her wave in the bathroom with Rachel. And then even before uh, Sue was going to announce the nominee, she's going to scream into the, into the mic, Becky for prom queen, Becky Jackson for prom queen 2012. But of course, when she does not get it, she immediately starts banging on the xylophone. Sue tells her, please stop, it's an antique. But she screams, she was robbed. So yes, Becky Jackson is the robbed goddess of McKinley High School, 2012. She she was robbed and she knows it. And that's uh, that's the kind of thing I would love to see like Big Brother Survivor players say when they get voted out. Like, man, I was robbed. Like, not just like, you know, turning back at the house, like cornbread style and yelling like, fuck y'all. Like, turn around and say like, I was <laughs> robbed, America. Like, I was robbed, Canada. I was robbed. I was robbed. You should know this. Uh, and then take the xylophone that you obviously have on the <laughs> island, smash it into 100 pieces, flip it upside down, and and let's do this thing. Yeah. So Becky's got the right idea here. Uh, Becky is uh, definitely a contender for the star of this episode. She had me laughing the entire way through, and this is why she's one of my favorites of all time. <laughs> I forgot about cornbread. Say, fuck y'all. I'm really dying thinking about it. <laughs> and they had no idea. Everybody Becky was... and cornbread, same energy. <laughs> they were debating for weeks whether or not he said thank you or fuck y'all. And he, said... <laughs> <laughs> he did not say thank you. All right. Um... <laughs> Before Glee rehearsal starts, Finn is going to check in on Rachel to see if she's okay with not being nominated. And Rachel is fine. She's like, you know what? In what world was I ever going to get nominated? Plus, let's focus on you. We'll focus on making your posters. I'm so excited for you. Yada, yada, yada. Mr. Shu is going to tell the kids that they have been asked once again to sing for the prom. And he's like really pumped about it. More pumped than they seem to be. And then, uh, of course, we're going to round things out with Brittany here, who's going to announce that the dinosaur theme is in full effect for prom. She was inspired by the new girl, Joe, who remind her who reminds her of a cavewoman. Um, Santana and Quinn are going to be charged with counting the votes to keep each other honest because they don't trust each other. Which, you know, at first it seems like, you know, why would you have the nominees counting? But then it's like, well, why would they have any incentive to cheat? So, which is pretty ironic, you know, considering what happens at the end of the episode. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Brittany is also going to ban hair gel because, quite frankly, she doesn't like the way that Blaine looks with hair gel in his hair. So those are the rules, those are the breaks, and here we go. It also, like, we got, like, a little pan over to uh, Mike Chang, and it looked as if he forgot that this was, like, a part of his storyline because he definitely asked Blaine about hair gel in the last episode, and he looked so confused as if he was like, wait, am I supposed to react to this? It looked like a Harry Shum Jr. moment and not a Mike Chang moment to me. 
Yeah. Oh, Brittany, 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 these, uh, these rules are something. I mean, like, I still support this uh, plan, but uh, I don't know why we had to come after poor Blaine just to uh, get things going. I know, Blaine right? had just, like, gotten over his, uh, you know, being hated by Finn Hudson little situation, and now he's got Brittany coming after him because of his hair. It's like, uh, no one no one can give this guy a break. So, uh, yeah, Brittany's, <laughs> uh, Brittany's calling her shots, and as you said about the Santana and Quinn thing, it's like, yeah, I mean, they really don't have much incentive to cheat when they're especially, you know, the two of them counting the votes, uh, as we're going to see later, both of them will have counted each vote. So it's not like you really can cheat unless, you know, somebody's in there taking some ballots and like stuffing them somewhere to like hide other people's. But no, there's the point is they're supposed to be, you know, keeping each other honest. So that's the plan here. The uh, unholy trinity is really taking control of this episode and uh, you'll love to see it. I know. Screw Missy Gunderson, right? Like she doesn't get a chance to count the votes and the rest of the the the, the prom king nominees, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, I I totally get like the random choice of like going Rick the Stick Nelson that always gets a good laugh, but like I don't know, like they could have given like somebody else a minute there, and I don't know, maybe I'm Stoner being too nitpicky, but. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, uh, on the women's side, like rather than Missy Gunderson, like they could have had somebody else that we know, like. Lauren's Icy's like, uh, or something. Oh, that would have been great for Lauren to come back in this episode and like be like a, you know, a, a semi antagonist. <laughs> yeah. Like she had for, been, le- uh, she left, she didn't leave the school. She left the Glee club because it was bad for her reputation. So just have her come back on in at the end of the senior year and uh, try to make a bid for taking the prom queen away from the rest of the losers. Mm-hmm. And she's a senior as well. <laughs> right. Alternative Glee episodes coming to you soon. After quarantine. (laughs) So, yeah, Rachel, she's going to be walking down the hall. She's going to see that Quinn and Finn are running together as prom king and prom queen. This is going to send her spiraling. It's going to remind her of the good old days back in season one when they were together. And she was the small, annoying Jewish girl that wanted everything that Quinn Fabray had. So she completely regresses here, you know, goes over to Finn. It's like, how could you do this? I know that you were the one to hang these up because it was at eye level. And we know that Quinn can't even reach that. And how can you do this to me? I'm going to, I'm supposed to sit here and during my senior prom, watching my boyfriend dance with his ex-girlfriend and just be reminded of all the things that I used to like never have. And I'm all like, and Finn's like, can you calm down? Like Quinn can't walk. She almost died coming to our wedding. She can't dance. I thought that I could just do this for a friend. I can't believe that you of all people would have a problem with this. And Rachel's like, well, if you haven't noticed, I haven't been having a good week either. And she just she just can't help it. So she's just, she's just she's pissed. She's upset. She's angry. So she's going to leave. And Finn's going to be, you know, left between a rock and a, and a Rachel place because. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she says to him, I I just can't believe my high school career is going to end the exact same way that it started. Just some sad little Jewish girl watching you get all the attention with the pretty blonde cheerleader. So, yeah, um, not she's not wrong. I mean, she is obviously uh, engaged to this guy. And this what she just said is how her storyline or her school year started off or whatever her time in high school, I guess, started off. Um, I mean, we did kind of catch him in 10th grade, not ninth grade, which I imagine is where the school starts, but neither here nor there. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if I was Rachel that I would want to see this happen either. I get that he's saying it's like a friendship thing and he's doing this for her, but like you can campaign together, but like where the hell did these posters come from and how did she not like, okay them? She didn't know about this. Like if either of 
them. Yeah. Quinn and Finn had gone to uh, Rachel and said, like, do you mind if we do this? Obviously, nothing's happening here. Like, it's just, you know, I, it's just for Quinn. She's had a tough time, especially she was coming to our wedding. Like, uh, she just wants to get the crown. Can we do this? Rachel might have said yes. But when you do it behind her back, it's like, what was that for? Yeah, why didn't you just tell her? That's that's half the that's half the wound right there is that it's happening and that you didn't even let her know just to find out before everybody like after everybody else because they've all seen the posters. So yeah, I don't and it, it, I mean and Finn's reasoning is good here. I mean it's not like I mean they're and you're friends with Quinn now, Rachel. You know what I mean? So it's not like they're trying to do this because she's trying to steal Finn from you. Like she already told she sang a whole song about leaving these hoes behind and going to yell she don't want your man okay so just let her have this they are and they i think you know quinn really should consider a career in politics because obviously she knows that the two of them have been together the school body will know it's a familiar they're two familiar faces you know what i mean that have been seen together before so it's an easy vote to be like oh well i know that couple so let's vote for them so the logic is completely sound you could have just let rachel know about what was going on so that way she wouldn't have to freak out the way that she did but i feel like you know even if finn had asked her rachel would still freak out the exact same way but you could have at least been honest about it but yeah definitely could have been honest about it but whatever quinn's got her got her mind wrapped up in some other things and i um i guess we'll we'll again you know we'll kind of talk about this more as we go here but it uh, not only are we getting calls back to like you know the first prom we're getting calls back to like just at the end of this senior year talking about some storylines that we've luckily avoided this season like we really haven't had any Quinn Finn and Rachel this season uh that was but that was like a dominant storyline of the first two seasons of this show which we've you know not touched on in a while but it's nice to see them kind of go back and bring this back in just for you know for one episode and kind of tie everything all back together because all of that was a huge part of how things played out for these three characters for like every different combination of the three. So it's, you know, nice to acknowledge it. Yeah, I agree. Over at physical therapy, Joe is helping Quinn um, still to this day, but Quinn can stand. And not only can Quinn stand, she can also make steps also known as walk walking. Joe <laughs> wants to, uh, uh, he pushes her as she's, you know, he, um, using these two rails to steady herself, but then she lets go of the rail, so she, now she can actually walk and keep her balance. He pushes her to make it all the way to the end of the of the path of the pathway. She makes it just before falling. Joe is super duper excited. He's like, oh my goodness, let's try again. Let's keep going. So that way we can tell everybody about this. And Quinn's like, mm-mm-mm. No, 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 no. It has to be real. I want to be able to be at 100% capacity. And then we can let everybody else know. I just, I don't want to like do this you know, preemptively and not actually be 100% yet. And I need you to promise me not to tell anybody. And Joe's like, okay, I won't say anything. It seems innocent enough now, right? Yeah, it's, it, what's the, you know, what's the big deal, I, I guess? No, I don't know. It's uh, it's obviously, like, we're going to see this uh, throughout this episode, like, the angle that Quinn is coming at it from, where she, you know, they this kind of does feel like they're writing to 
Quinn's true character, where a lot of the stuff in the early season didn't. It's like a bad thing happened to her, and she's capitalizing on it to gain attention, sympathy, whatever. I was like, you know what? Yeah, that's that's kind of definitely Quinn that we've gotten to know uh, throughout this throughout our time with her. So this makes sense. Um, it's you know, it's probably not the best move. Uh, if somebody finds out about it, they're going to be pretty upset to say the least, which definitely might happen in this episode. Um, it's not like she's hurting anybody in the process. It's well, then again, she's kind of hurting, uh, you know, the other can candidates for prom queen by using this as like a sympathy thing if she can already walk um i don't know she wants she wants her big moment she wants her uh you know to to get out of the chair and get a big reaction which i mean i don't know for somebody who's like been in a chair it's not like she's like look it's uh, it's it's to me I have a hard time, like, completely coming down on her for it because it's not like she's about to go run two miles. Like, she is still right. having a very hard time walking. It's not like she is 100% yet. So it kind of feels like she's just saying, like, I'm not – she says this to Joe. Like, I'm not there yet, so let me keep practicing, and then I will have my big reveal later on. And in the meantime, if it get, you know helps me get some votes, then who's that hurting? Right. That's And that's what I was getting at. It's like – yeah, it seems innocent enough right now because she just wants to be able to do more. She doesn't want to have to struggle while she's walking and then trying. Because it's not like she can walk around at school yet. She would still have to be in her wheelchair. And she just wants to be able to be completely free of the chair and let everybody know, hey, I'm I'm good before making the big reveal. But, and we can just skip to this scene right now. Quinn and Finn are going to talk later on um, about how they're just going to prom together. That there's, It's nothing more, so... Rachel really doesn't need to be freaking out. Finn is going to be going, or Rachel, or um, Quinn says that she is going to be going to Yale where there are no tire shops, which is so petty. Like, you just asked him to do this favor for you. Why are you being mean? And then Finn says, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I am going, there aren't any of those either at the actor studio, which I'm applying. So I'm good, sis. Like, you're good. But this girl, one of the girls that was on prom committee before being fired by Brittany, comes up to Quinn and says, you know what, Quinn? You're so brave for doing this. I can't believe that you know you that you have the the confidence to to run for 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 prom queen, and R- Quinn is going to give this long drawn out speech about how <laughs> this chair is just like a reminder of her past or whatever, and how the other girl should be so happy about her her, her proud healthy legs because they're so inspiring and yada 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 a bunch of bullshit and the girl's gonna come up to her eat it all up and say you know what you deserve this you've got my vote and finn's like don't you think it's a little weird to be using your injury like that to get these votes quinn's like votes are votes finn don't you want to win it just is what it is yeah so it's like at the time that you know just in that first conversation when you see that she might want to use it it's like okay you get it if she wants to use it as like you know, just if it's not hurting anybody, I won't say anything. But then you see the scene and she's like milking it for all she can get out of it. She's like, yes, you are just so inspiring with your healthy, normal legs. That's like healthy, normal legs. Like that's quite a sentence uh, or, or whatever. Yeah. So she's getting as much as she can out of this. And then you're like, hmm maybe back it up a little bit, Quinn. Maybe, maybe you're going too far. But this girl's like eating it up. Eating it all up. <laughs> like... This is the castle is in the sky, girl. So she she literally is in the clouds. So castle is in the sky, girl. Yes, <laughs> can't put it can't put it past her. But yeah, so uh, Quinn's definitely uh, she's got a plan, and she knows what she's doing. Becky is gonna be walking through the hallways, and of course we get another iconic Queen of England voiceover. 
She sees all the posters of all of the quote-unquote normal kids as they're, you know, flaunting their nomineeship in her face, um, which just makes her even more pissed. And uh, she's going to meet up with Sue later, who is like, Becky, look, you have got to calm down. You've already... You know, you're on the war path against every single xylophone in the school. We see Becky pushing over every xylophone. Every High single <laughs> xylophone that has ever existed or passed through the halls of McKinley High. Becky has found them and she has knocked them on their asses. None are left unturned. Uh, she also went on the war path in the cafeteria by flipping everybody's uh, lunch trays in their face. She is just, she is not having it. Okay, and Becky's like, look, I just want to be prom queen, just like in that commercial. And I'm not sure if any I'm not sure if all of our listeners are familiar with this. But like around this time, actually, it was like a little bit before this time. There was a really popular commercial about like spreading kindness or whatever. And it showed um, this girl with Down syndrome winning prom queen. So I'm, I'm assuming that that's the uh, commercial that Becky was talking about. Have you seen that commercial as well? I don't know that I have. I mean, maybe if I saw it right now, I would say, yeah, I've seen it before, but it doesn't like, it sound It used to, like, familiar. come on, like, during, like, commercial breaks, like, in Cartoon Network or uh, Nickelodeon, I believe. I feel like I, I have memories of it coming on coming on TV, like, before Glee. So it's a it's an older commercial. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that was the one that she was talking about. But Sue tells her, like, look, Becky, I'm sorry. But, like, if we're being honest here, you just, you didn't have the votes. First of all, your posters were confusing because you wrote veto for Becky, not vote for Becky. And Becky's like, well, my paintbrush doesn't have spell check. And then she's like, also, Becky, you're a bitch with a bad attitude, which, you know, Becky doesn't protest. I mean, think she kind of likes that title. <laughs> um, and also, because Quinn is in a wheelchair, she split the sympathy vote. So anybody that was going to vote for you because of the fact that you have Down syndrome might have flipped over to the girl, the popular girl who is now in a wheelchair. Like, um, it, that, that just is what it is. Um, and she's like, but take it this way, Becky. Now you can go to prom with me and I can make you deputy uh, punch bowl guardian. And Becky is still not having it. She destroys yet another xylophone that's sitting right next to Sue's door. And yeah, poor Becky. Yeah, just a, a little minor correction here. Becky has get down syndrome. You might have forgotten. Um, oh yes, get down syndrome. Get down syndrome. I just want to clear that up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Becky, 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 Becky. She is. Uh, uh, that's so funny. The the part of this where we just see her smashing this, smashing that, and then the way out. Sue is like, you know, I really, really hope that you can just make it out of this office without uh, damaging that brand new xylophone. Exil- uh, I was going to say xylophone xylophone that's just sitting right at the end of the room um but nope (laughs) that's obviously not going to happen so yeah this uh poor attitude whatever is uh is not really helping becky's case very much people aren't really super into her like i don't even know if the cheerleaders are voting for her probably not they're probably all voting for santana so (laughs) they hate um, her (laughs) they they hate her and you know what the one person in the school that does not hate her and it's like this that's why this relationship works so well because becky is the one person in the school that doesn't hate Sue uh, at the end of the day. And Sue is the one person that seems to not hate Becky. So they are a perfect match for each other. So yes, now they're going to prom together uh, where Becky, you are going to be in charge of the punch bowl. And that is going to be a great plan, except you don't want to do that. You want to be prom queen and this is not going to work at all. So it's just uh, a big waste of Sue's breath. Big, big, big waste. Becky's not having it at all. 
Rachel is going to be her dramatic ass self and rehearsing Big Girls Don't Cry for absolutely no one in the auditorium. She's going to be joined by Kurt. She's going to be joined by Blaine. And once they're done singing this sad ass song together, they're going to talk about how prom really sucks. Rachel doesn't want to go because she doesn't want to watch uh, Finn and Quincy together. It's going to piss her off and she just she just can't be bothered. And uh, Kurt also doesn't want to go considering what happened to him last year with the whole prom queen joke and then of course blaine doesn't want to go for more of superficial reasons because she just doesn't he doesn't want to be there without any hair gel in his head because he says that his hair is is like baby fine thin and he looks like medusa it's not funny i don't want to go so the three of them are like you know what if you don't we don't have to go to prom if we don't want to we can do something else and it's where we're going to get an idea from rachel here and I have this written in my notes. Ooh, transition. We have never seen a transition like this in, in, in Glee before. Rachel turns around and then automatically she's in the uh, in the uh, choir room. Did you catch that? I didn't, actually. I, uh, should I go back? I mean, it's nothing spectacular or anything, but it was like, it's not a transition that I'm used to seeing on the show. It was like, ooh, what is this? What is this, like, movie <laughs> magic type deal? I was like, okay. They had the budget this time. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the uh, the number here, Big Girls Don't Cry? I feel like I could easily see you going either way with this being good or bad. It's it's forgettable. Like, I don't... I, I love Big Girls Don't Cry. I mean, I, I still remember, like wailing this song out with a bunch of my friends in middle school in the hallways like we oh, yeah. like this was a this was an anthem we loved this song like we sang this song like we knew what relationships were about in sixth grade so <laughs> the duchess is an iconic album of the 2000s like it's just amazing yes Fergie. <laughs> but in terms of like i feel like they wasted it on this situation yeah i mean this really could have been in a better spot and here's my directorial note third one of the episode we're not even almost halfway done yet um you could have had becky join in on this i don't know if you wanted her to sing or not but like she like the, uh, rachel was obviously very upset about one thing becky is very upset about another thing and the two of them were crossing paths in the beginning of the episode in the bathroom have them come back together and have becky sit there as well big girls don't cry like this you're both upset about things we could have made this a little bit more understandable as to why this performance is happening here because you're both upset about things but instead uh kurt and blaine are going to come in who are not upset about anything i get well that's not true i mean obviously we're going to see that this is about like them not wanting to go to prom but like that's not enough to talk about big girls don't cry like that's not what this song is is for so i i do think they could have used it in a better spot as ter- in terms of like vocals i think everybody sounded okay on it it wasn't a song that was like you know any one of the three of them knocked out of the park and you know it, it like kind of fit kurt's voice in a bit like in a way but like obviously there were parts that felt like a little bit of a stretch and it was like all right mm-hmm. like it's okay mm-hmm. and i wouldn't pass it every time it comes up in the car but like like i think i would probably agree with you it is somewhat forgettable over the course of glee history so yeah i literally forgot that they covered this song like if you were to ask me if they covered big girls don't cry i'd be like I don't think so. And then I would lose that trivia because they're like, oh, yeah, the prom episode. Uh, the way that it went down for me was um, I knew that Rachel, you know, Rachel started the song. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I know that Kurt's going to come in here, too. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a duet. And then Blaine comes in. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. All three of them were on this song uh, just out of nowhere. And no Becky. But yeah. Um, no, so, I literally yeah. was getting I was being surprised each time because I was taking every time I was watching the it. episode. Yes, because I was taking notes as the episode was going and the notes app was covering half of my screen so i'm sitting here you know take because i like usually will type really fast during the numbers because then i can Mm -hmm. catch up because it's just songs um and then like so all i can see is rachel and all of a sudden i see like what the 
And then all of a sudden <laughs> Blaine shows up. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I agree. I think that would have been a nice touch to add Becky in. I don't think Becky needs to sing. But you could have at least done like a little bit of a montage with her walking through the hall, still wreaking havoc, havoc on the... Uh, on the xylophones and like just pissing everybody else off because she's pissed off and then having her come over to the auditorium, you know what I mean? And seeing Rachel sitting there and at the end of the number, she's like, well, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. Know what like, I mean? It's like the easiest thing to write. And for some reason, uh, they don't want to go with these very easy, like whatever, whatever. I'll just, uh, you know, take note of it for, <laughs> our episodes that we're writing but yes yeah, so yeah. anti-prom is happening uh they're gonna do it in a hotel room that's the plan and uh yes as you said we're back in the choir room now so this is gonna go over really well with everybody right it's swimmingly with flying colors yeah rachel proposes, proposes the anti-prom party to the rest of the glee kids which i'm like this is so this is asinine rachel you want everybody else to come to this for you like it's everybody's senior prom she was. She got a whole. She got a um a whole suite at the Red Rooster Express. Which, if it's an express, I mean, the suite really can't be that you know, cool. But whatever. Um, <laughs> Finn is going to say that he's going to support her because Quinn's like, "Are you really? Are you really okay with this?" And he's like, "Well, I'm just going to go to support Rachel to fulfill my obligations, but then I'm going to come right over to the school so that we can, you know, finish our duties as the nominees as well." F- or Puck is in. Puck thinks you know this is this is a good shot. For him, Artie's like, well, what about your tradition of spiking the punch bowl? He's like, well, I'm, I'm tired of, like, failing at that all the time. I kind of just want to do something else this year. Uh, so Puck is in. Rachel also lets them know that she has invited some other underclassmen. Um, and when she says that, it's really just Becky. And Becky's like, well, who's going to be there? And she's like, well, it's going to be me and Blaine and Kurt. She's like, well, boring. Boring. We just, we just thought boring. of it. <laughs> we just thought of the idea. She's like, okay, well, I'll let you know. <laughs> Um, and Santana's gonna call bullshit here. She's gonna say, "Can we just talk about what the act, what, what this really is? Rachel Berry isn't getting her way, so she's punishing the rest of us. Stop acting like you're fine and start dealing with your crap. Look, you choked at your big audition. I get it. I'm sorry, but it happens. And I understand that you're pissed off at the universe, but imploding on one of the last note, last nights that we have to spend together because basically you're just not in the mood to dance. It's going to be one of the pettiest things you've ever done. So have fun at your I'm a victim party, acting like you're not some selfish, self-centered, lame-ass wannabe diva from hell. Because me, I'm going to go to my senior prom with my girlfriend and my friends. Mic drop. Yeah, bomb drop. Uh, yeah, or mic drop, I should say. Uh, mic drop. <laughs> so, yeah, Rachel, I mean... I wasn't even really thinking about it from this perspective up until this point in the episode when Santana comes in with the hard, hard, cold, hard truth about, you know, Rachel obviously is in her feelings about a lot of things right now. And yeah, she's she's probably right about or she's definitely right about this whole thing is happening just because, you know, Rachel's dreams were, were kind of ruined. And now she's kind of trying to make everybody have less fun on their way out of senior year as she is because, you know, things are not going well for her. So let's let's all uh, decide that we're just not going to do prom and like maybe at graduation and maybe we'll just not even do the rest of glee club why even go to nationals let's just go to my wedding uh so, why even you know, go to college knows? let's just all stay here like let's just all stay here a puck has a great idea with his pool cleaning like we can all just go to la with him and clean people's houses like i don't know we'll and sing, sing at the, the same time we'll be a singing house cleaning pool cleaning traveling yes. group and uh, Blaine, you can come with your hair gel. Kurt, you can come with uh, with your dad, and everybody will be happy. So let's let's get this on the roll. Uh, whatever. Uh, so Santana is yeah, just <laughs> we'll not call ourselves this. <laughs> the singing swimming pool cleaners, the chlorinets. 
<laughs> the clarinets. Yes. You get it? Um, yes. Chlorine and clarinet. You know, and... Oh, I get it. I get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that Santana is going to want to join uh, because, uh, yeah, that's what I'm just trying to say. That <laughs> Santana is uh, Santana is doing good right now. She doesn't need this. Santana has her girlfriend. She has her college scholarship ready to go if and when she needs it. So at the moment, you are still laughing at the clarinet. Not the, not the clarinets. Oh, my. No. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Okay. You self-centered, lame-ass wannabe diva from hell. <laughs> Vicious. No, yeah, but seriously, Rachel, come on. Like, you can't expect everybody else that you want. I mean, she probably feels emboldened by the fact that both Kurt and and uh, Blaine are going to do this with her. And then, of course, you know, Puck joining in. It's like, okay, well, then great. I have two other seniors because Blaine is not a senior, okay? So really, he has, no, he has another prom to go to. And he doesn't even really like prompts to begin with. So it, it's, it, he's, you know, he's, it, that wasn't a tough sale at all for him. But you want Santana, Brittany, Quinn, Finn, Mike. You want all of them to, to, to skip out on their senior prom? That's not fair. Come on. She's already got, you know, three or four people on board. So if, uh, you know, it, it sounds like, I mean, that's already more people than I would have expected. I guess like Curtin Blaine makes sense. But the fact that she got Puck uh, in on this, you know, he's down and out. But like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's not an impossible task, but it's kind of is. I don't know. She's canceled. She's trash. Well, prom is in full prehistoric effect as Brittany opens up the night with a performance of Kesha's Dinosaur. How do we feel about this number? Dinosaur is such a bop that like not it enough is. people know about. And you know what? Maybe it's, it's better that cut. way. Maybe the maybe those of us yep. who like know about dinosaur should just keep it within us, keep it within yep. our circle. If that's you out there and you're listening to this and you aren't a big dinosaur, if you don't know about dinosaur, uh, you're our listeners. You're more than welcome to go check it out. Educate and join yourselves. Us. Uh, definitely educate yourselves on dinosaur. But like, if you're not in the know, sorry, you've missed out on all these years of not bopping a dinosaur. I loved it. I loved this album growing up. I loved the fact that there was some, like, I loved the entire album. And every time I would like go to a party or something, or I'd be in the car with my friends and I'd be in control of the aux cord and I would put on some, uh, Kesha deep cut. They'd be like, Oh my goodness. What is this? I love this. And I'm like, yeah, it's if so you would, fun. there's more to Kesha than TikTok and your love is my drug. Like, Listen to the whole album. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that that is album is incredible, and uh, it's so many good, so many good songs on there. Uh, but definitely, Dinosaur is like a standout, and I love the fact that like this is another one of those things where like they obviously made the theme so that they could do this song, and do song, I do not yeah. have any, uh, nope. you know, any reservations as to as to this happening so uh i'm so gl- or I'm, j- I'm just very happy that this happened uh even though it's like just britney like i don't even, mike's not even in this number he's just out with tina um usually you get like both of them for the choreography but it's britney and you know her backup cheerios who are all wearing these dinosaur heads and it's just a whole lot of fun so love it mm-hmm. and her cave woman costume like she just she looks great she sounds <laughs> yeah. great it's so much fun barefoot yeah she's she's killing it Finn's going to come up to Sue at the punch uh, bowl table and asking her if she's seen Quinn. Uh, Sue is serving her prombrosia, which is just fruity ju- uh, fruit juicy red, uh, Manhattan seltzer, and seven tablespoons of Visine, which I feel like she has to be arrested for poisoning a bunch of teenagers with Visine. She says it's just to make sure that they all get out of there quickly. 
because <laughs> they're all going to have to either throw up or shit. I'm <laughs> just like, Sue, you are psychotic. Um, but he's good. She's going to let Finn know. Uh, she's probably in the bathroom. She had a bunch of punch earlier. Finn is going to walk into the girl's bathroom, which she really shouldn't be doing. But Puck does when he does, Puck does it, not Finn. I know. That's what I'm saying. Puck does it all the time. So I guess it's just uh, it's a thing. We're allowed to do that. <sighs> I guess so. It's a wild uh, school with no rules. And that hasn't changed, even though we don't talk about it every episode. <laughs> right. Honestly, it's a lawless land. I mean, Kinley. <laughs> yes. Finn is going to catch Quinn standing up, lying about her injury. She really tries to pass it off real quick. Like, oh, yes, it's a, it's a miracle. You're you're watching me take my first steps. And Quinn's not having, or Finn's not having. He's like, oh, so you're lying about your injury? So can you make, do you know how stupid this makes me feel? I chose you over Rachel because I wanted to, like, I wanted to be there for you and be a friend for you. And now what you're telling me is that you've been able to walk this entire time and you've just been capitalizing on your injury for the sole purpose of becoming prom queen. Are you serious? Like, I really thought that having this injury and all the stuff that you went through this year made you a cooler person, that you would, uh, would have learned a lot and grown. But really, you're just the same self-centered, selfish person that you've always been. This is ridiculous. And I'm like, kind of sounds like your girlfriend, too, Finn. So maybe you just have a thing. Maybe it's you. Um, and Quinn's like, look, Finn, I know that you know that this does not. I know that you don't understand what this means to me. I know that I'm being selfish here. I know that I get it. But this means so much to me. Can you please Please just stay for me. Please just stay. And, and that's stays. a good point about the fact that like Rachel is like this all the time. And what is his reaction to him? Like she sends some sunshine to a crack house and he comes down on her a little bit and he's like, you shouldn't have done that. But at the end of the day, like his love for her and his like, you know, whatever takes over and he doesn't come down on her nearly as hard as he comes down on Quinn. And between this and the next scene where things are going to, you know, escalate even more between Finn and Quinn, I just could not be further away from, from, from liking Finn, from caring about Finn. I get his frustration where he, you know he feels like he's been played by Quinn and you know he do, he's doing her a favor whatever uh, and he decided to come here over Rachel but what is she doing that's that like is, is this really like the thing that is like like pushing you over the edge that you are like treating her like she is just like like garbage like you literally made the point to Rachel earlier about how she was coming to your wedding when the crash happened and again I get uh, I think you made this point at some other point like it wasn't his fault it wasn't their fault that she was texting and driving obviously but like they obviously have carried a lot of guilt from that and just like this one thing that like she's again she's not doing a three mile lap around the school she's standing up and holding on to the sink for balance like right and this is what we're freaking out about yeah, and it's like, and you know, by the off chance that anybody that listens to our podcast that is disabled or is in a wheelchair or anything of the sort, like, far be it from us to minimize the reality that Quinn yeah, thank is you for that. totally <laughs> capitalizing on the fact that she is in a wheelchair trying to get the sympathy votes. Like, far be it from us to, like, not, you know, talk about how trash it is. It definitely is not a good look for Quinn. But at the same time, she still needs the wheelchair. It's not as if she is... She's not 100%. She still needs the chair. She can't walk more than a few steps right now. Like, she is clearly still not all the way there yet. So, is it a bad look? Yes. But is, does it warrant the same reaction that Finn is getting? Like, it's it's just like, Finn, really, like, 
I think the, 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 the grimiest thing that Quinn did this entire episode was the fact that she really talked about, like, those those healthy young legs. Like, that was that was a lot. Like, Quinn, you didn't need to do all that. You could have just said, thank you, girl. Thank you for support. And let that girl keep on walking. Okay? You didn't need to go into all of that stuff about, like, how you are, not, you know, never sure if you're going to be able to walk. All that stuff. Because you know that you can walk. That was a lot. But, come on, Finn. Like... She's not the devil here. It's not as if she is trying to, you know, she 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 wants to let everybody know that she can walk. She's just waiting for the most she's being opportunistic here. And that's grimy, but like I don't feel like you need to be going all in considering your girlfriend who like come on, like it's Rachel. It's not like it, they're both doing the same thing here. It's just it uh, you can't really Yeah, like you said, it's, it's, it's not it's definitely not great and I I hope I didn't, you know, minimize that too much uh, of what I was just saying, but um, it's, you know, at the end of the day, again, my point, I guess, or our point just being that Finn is, uh, you know, absolutely losing his mind. And it's not even like this is something that, you know, it's is touching him personally as if he is disabled or knows somebody that's disabled. This is hitting him in the ego or in the whatever, like making because he feels like an idiot. So that's like the number one thing. He hates to feel like he's stupid and he feels stupid mm-hmm. here because he, you know, listened to Quinn and went through with this. So that's ultimately what's got him down in the dumps. But yeah, just a big mess. Big, big mess. But he stays. Clayne, Rachel, Puck, and Becky, she decided to show up, I guess, arrive at their uh, Red Rooster suite. And it's looking a little drab. The energy is sort of kind of low. Um, they don't really know what to do. Becky's going to come come out swinging and say, you know what? How about we play some strip poker? And I love that Blaine sits down or uh, Kurt sits down in the bed. He's like, Becky... Blaine and I are gay, remember? <laughs> She's like, well, never stopped me before. Um, <laughs> Blaine is going to suggest watching some TV, maybe some Bravo. And then Rachel's like, well, you know what? How about we put on a fashion show? And Kurt loves that idea. She's like, yeah, we can like make some impromptu looks out of the curtains. Beck is going to be like, that's, that's a little bit too gay. Puck is going to agree. And Rachel's like, well, I would love to show you guys my prom dress. I mean, I wouldn't want it to go to complete waste, you know? And Becky is just, like, shooting everything down. She just wants to play strip poker, and that <laughs> that's it. Like, come on. Like, this is supposed to be an anti-prom. You coming in to show us your prom dress does not really seem anti-prom to me. That seems like prom propaganda, okay? Let's take everything off and let's get naked. Yeah, this uh, this is, like, one of my favorite little dynamics of, like, any TV show. It's, like, it's and an I just, unlikely... Like, like gathering yes the the best way i can describe it is like breakfast club-esque uh they do it on a bunch of shows that you know over the years they do like a tribute episode to that and that's not what this is um exactly but it's like that kind of sentiment or that kind of like dynamic i should say of like all these people that like some of them you know know each other or friends obviously like rachel and clean being there but you know when you add in puck and you add in becky it's just like this fun mix of people that are just locked in this room and it's not like neither none of them can leave but it's like what brings them to this one place that they're all like in and they are interacting with each other and you just get these random ass lines like thrown all over the place um about this and that and it's just that's that's fun so i i don't know that i mean we probably spend exactly enough time at this hotel room that we need to um but i also kind of just wish there was a little bit more because i i enjoy this yeah it was a lot of fun uh becky's being super duper loud rachel's trying to calm her down becky's like can you like get your nose out of my face like which was so rude but I need somebody to put Rachel in her place this episode. I mean, if it's going to be Santana, it's going to be Becky, then I'm fine with it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's 
that's the anti prom for you. Um, back yeah. at the real prom, Santana is uh, singing "Love You Like a Love Song" by Selena Gomez, which is one of my favorite uh, songs by Selena Gomez ever, if at all. Um, she's backed up by Brittany and Tina. Out in the crowd, we're gonna have Mercedes and Sam. I guess this is the official. They're back together because uh, Sam's gonna say, "You remember, like, this is like how we like first kind of like hit it off, like last year at prom." And remember how I said we were gonna get back together? Mercedes is like, Sam, like, stop, please. But she does look over at Shane. Shane looks back over at her. They wave to one another, so they seem like they're pretty amicable, even though the split was uh, yeah. through some cheating on Mercedes's part. But they're all happy. Sam, Sam, they're all like, happy. yeah, look, we're we're all happy. It seems like everybody turned out okay. So you know, Mercedes. Was the one who kind of. I mean, uh, Shane got a full ride. Shane about to be at the NFL at some point, so he's gonna be good. <laughs> yeah, and he's he's dancing with a pretty girl at prom, and Mercedes is off, you know, with a guy that's making her happy. So everybody's happy. Let's all just, you know, appreciate that. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. Finn and Quinn are dancing awkwardly together, like mega awkwardly together, and eventually, Quinn's gonna be like, "Look, it's just one dance. Can you just pretend to dance? Just." Just come on. And Finn's like, you know what? How about you stand up and show everybody that you can walk? Then I'll dance. And Quinn's like, are you serious right now? And Finn is literally going to try and get her to stand up. And this is where Finn really just crosses the line for me. Because she can not. She's not 100% yet. If you try and get her to stand up, she's going to hurt herself. You want her to re-injure herself? Thankfully, Joe is going to intervene here. And get in between the two of them, asking Finn, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, leave her alone. Um, and Finn doesn't want to stop. Like, he's pissed. And he's still going to try and get Finn or Quinn to stand up. And Sue is going to interview in here and be like, do you want me to kick you out again of another prom? And Finn's like, you know what? You don't you don't need to. And Finn is just going to leave. Yeah, uh, this is like, this is crossing the line of, like, being uncomfortable at a certain point. Because, like, regardless of the Quinn thing uh, or, like, your, you know, opinions on how she handled this, like... Like you said, well, like we've said a hundred times, she's not a hundred percent yet. She cannot, like, he did not even see her walk. He saw her standing up in the bathroom, and now he's coming over here, essentially, like, pulling her out of the wheelchair. Like, don't touch her. Get your hands off of her. Get your hands off the wheelchair. This is just not cool in any way. Yeah, it's and kinda, you know, it's, he's being it's a so violent. It's like a little. It's very it's violent. Little... It's like it, like the most violent that Glee has been to this point. Am I forgetting anything? Like, has anybody else put there besides, like, you know? Guys and girls fighting in the hallway, like well, Cooter, kids. Cooter with uh, Coach Beast. Oh, duh, uh, stupid idiot me. Um, yeah, obviously that. Um, but like, I guess with the kids, like this is like like just it's 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 not fun. It's not it's not fun. Um, and he's being extremely aggressive. Joe coming up to try to help out because he's trying to you know de-escalate things and be like, dude, what the hell's wrong with you? What's going on? Um, and Finn's like, well, you knew about this. You're in on it too. Everybody's against me. Everybody's be like, shut up, Finn. Go away. Go find Rachel. Go to anti prom. No one not like no one wants you here and i i hate i hate that and i also hate that quinn is sitting here begging him to come back like no please i need you i need you like you you need him like is it really like in like the rule book and, and like there i have so many thoughts in my head right now like is it really in the rule book that like the prom king has to be there in order for quinn to like does finn need to be there for quinn to win her thing plus everybody's probably already voted at this point uh the votes are probably in and quinn if you have enough votes then you don't need him to still be here i don't know it's just this whole thing is just a mess Again. Yeah, she doesn't. She said that it was mandatory that they 
have a dance together, which you are. Like, even if You're Finn dancing. isn't, like, necessarily dancing, like, you you got what you wanted. You don't need him there. Like, you don't you don't need you don't even need to run together. You can run for prom queen by yourself. You don't need to have and you don't need to have like him be your prom king. Like, yeah, sure, it helps to combine votes, but you already spent all that week campaigning. People that are gonna vote for you, they're not gonna not vote for you because Finn left. If anything, they might vote for you more because Finn left. <laughs> so. Let him be. It, is, it just is what it is. And Finn is being. Finn is doing a lot. Finn is definitely not getting my gold star here. Like he's doing oh, a lot. He's Finn, like if there was like a right ranking now. of gold star candidates, like Finn is not just like at the bottom. Like he's like off the page. Like on page thirty-seven of like four. So uh, Finn nowhere near close to this episode. And I'm gonna hold this against him for a little bit. Uh, so I think you might have said something about like considering him for an upcoming episode. And I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. But uh, right now I'm just really not feeling. Mm-hmm. So uh, Finn is going to leave the prom, go on over to the antsy prom where Becky is like refusing to allow anybody to eat any M&Ms or have any of the liquor. So she's keeping it all to herself. Clean or watching TV. Of course, going to make the comment that he really wishes that this uh, antsy prom like had a little bit more life, a little bit more zest. Finn's going to show up asking where Rachel is. Becky says, well, she's been in the bathroom for the past 45 minutes, so she probably is shitting her brains out. Uh, oh. Recky, or uh, Rachel is finally going to come out. We're going to be in her prom dress. I just said, Recky, I know I'm going to glad with that. <laughs> That's a great Rachel is Rachel is going to come out. And she sees Finn. She's like, what are you doing here? And he's not going to go into all of it. He's going to be like, look, long story short, I love you. You're beautiful. Prom sucks without you. Prom sucks without all of you. Like, this is the last prom that we're going to have together. And I'm, I don't want it to be without Rachel. I don't want it to be without my friends. Come on, like let's do this. And I mean, Blaine and Kurt, like they don't really have any reason to be there either. Like it, it's pretty boring. Like y'all aren't doing anything. Like, come on. Well, Blaine's worried about the hair. Blaine is worried if uh, you know if he shows up at prom, he really wants to keep his gel in his hair. It's been like giving him the sweats this entire episode, thinking about going to prom and having to show up without gel. Like the static electricity in that room is just going to make his hair go wild. And he's having a little bit of a freak out about that, but he does say, you know, oh, he'll just pretend bitch, to be an ice, ice sculpture. If uh, if Brittany sees him, he'll just stand there and then she'll walk right past, which is not a bad plan. So, yeah, the two of them have no reason not to go. Um, but Becky and Puck, not so much to, uh, you know, to convince them to go. They, they're, they're good for now. Yeah, Becky is waiting on her shrimp cocktail. And Puck is just like, you know what, I'll, I'll go next year. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? There is no next well, year, he Puck. He thinks he's being held back. Yeah. Uh. He's uh, he passes at this point. They are, uh, you know, we're, we're being told that Puck is not passing high school here, not this grade, whatever. Yeah. He, he did not pass his class, and he is under the assumption he will be here for another year. And whether or not that happens remains to be seen in uh, the next coming episodes. But as of now, he's pretty defeated about it. Becky is going to lock the door once they leave and say, Come on, how about some strip poker, Pucker Man? Socks count as one item. So <laughs> that's where we leave them. Actually, do you want to just wrap this up now? We can, but we didn't really stop to talk about how stunning Rachel looks when she opens she that does. bathroom door. She does like, look very stunning. From from that moment in the hotel room, and then we're going to see her again at prom uh, for obvious reasons coming up. She looks like drop-dead gorgeous. She is just like, I don't know what it is about her compared to everybody else at prom. Like, they all look good. It's prom. But, like, they just, like, her hair off to the oh, side. No, don't like, come from Mercedes. Just, Mercedes looks beautiful in that dress. I couldn't, I, I didn't, I didn't, I truly didn't notice anybody besides, like, 
Rachel, uh, well, Rachel for, you know, obvious reasons. And then, I mean, Quinn and Santana stick out, but like, I don't remember what Tina was wearing. The two called ugly. I don't remember what Mercedes was wearing. I don't, oh, the guys were wearing suits were jabbering anyway, but, um, I'll go back and look at Mercedes's dress. No, she does look dress. Uh, look dress. She does look good <laughs> in that dress. I am particularly partial to the dresses that are like, you know, wide at the bottom, like the ball gowns and not the ones that are more form fitting. But I like this one. You know what I mean? So, yes, I, I concur. I think she looks I think she looks really good. Um, But, yeah, they decide to go to prom. Becky and Puck are going to stay behind. They start playing strip poker. But Becky is beating Puck's ass. Like, he is down to his underwear and I think one sock, even though socks are supposed to count as one item. Um, and he asks her, can you, like, lighten up a little bit? Like, I... I I'm about I'm like one article of clothing away from a very awkward situation, and Becky's like I can't. I'm too pissed off. She's like, Why are you pissed? Like, I just really wanted to be prom queen, and I'm just I'm just I'm over it. Like I'm, I just want like my time, in the sunlight, and or in the spotlight. And Puck gets an idea. He's like, You know what? How about this? And so he puts his clothes back on. He goes over to the uh, the the uh, box of beers that he had, and cuts out two crowns. One for himself. One for Becky. He says, you know, we never really got around to crowning a king or queen for anti-prom. So he dubs himself anti-prom king. And he gives, coronates Becky with her crown as anti-prom queen. Becky loves this. She loves this idea. She feels seen. She feels heard. She feels like she's getting everything that she wanted. And Puck is like, how about we just get out of here? How about we go to prom as the anti-prom king and queen? Yeah, look at her. Look at her. She's just so happy. She's so happy. She's just elated with this idea that a crown is now on her head. And yeah, they're at the anti-prom and there's got to be a king and queen. So not a bad idea from uh, from Noah Puckerman. Noah, uh, Noah, Noah Puckerman here <laughs> to, uh, to you know, give her the crown she wanted and, you know, put a little crown in himself, make himself feel like not such a loser for five seconds. <laughs> I don't know if that did anything, but uh, it's, you know, look at that. Look at them go. Uh, both of them getting a nice little moment here as they're going to head off to actual prom. And, you know, Becky is walking in as prom queen. She doesn't need any uh, principal figgins to crown her? Yes, I, Becky Faye Jackson, I'm walking in with a crown in man candy or whatever it is. I don't know the exact quote, but something Hot like piece that. piece of beauty <laughs> on your arm. And for <laughs> once in my life, I don't mind everybody staring at me. And they are all applauding her, which I thought was so cute. <laughs> so, yeah, they arrive. Uh... Rachel and Blaine and Kurt and Finn also arrive. But, you know, Brittany is going to double down with Blaine and be like, look, I said no hair gel. You're going to have to take it out. So I got to go. Blaine goes to take it out. And as he does, the New Directions boys minus Clayne and Puck and Finn are going to perform. That's what makes you beautiful. We get we get a Rory solo here. We get a Sam solo here. Uh, or a Joe solo here, rather. We also get a Sam solo. But, um, but yeah, a nice little number between the uh, New Directions boys. Yeah, and I don't think this is our last One Direction number from the show. I think, I mean, which would make sense because there's, uh, this is the One Direction time. Like, this is 2012. One Direction is like the Ariana Grande of of the time. Like, 
all anybody can talk about. And I, I mean, I'll tell you my own personal journey before you probably go and shit all over One Direction. Um, I enjoy, I, I don't know if I loved them as much at the time, but like over years as like I started to like listen to more of their albums, I was like, this is a good, you know, this these guys are good. Like I definitely became a 1D fan over time and I'm glad they made their way to Glee. I mean, they had to, again, this was the thing you, you got to do. If you're going to do Rebecca Black, you got to do One Direction. One Direction was huge. Yeah, I'm not as high on One Direction as you are. I don't hate One Direction, um, but I just didn't listen to the music. Of course, I knew that's what makes you beautiful. I always felt like it was so Disney Channel-esque, which sort of turned me off um, as a high school kid, even though I love Disney. But the only other song that I really liked by them was uh, History. Uh, I heard them perform it during like one of those New Year's Rockin' Eve things. I was like, oh, I like this song. But yeah, I never really got into One Direction. I got into them as they separated. I mean, I listened to Zayn... Uh, Malik's album, but that was pretty much it. If I was, if there's one person that I really follow now, it's Harry Styles. I've loved both of his albums. Mm-hmm. Fine Line is amazing, and it's also it yeah. was the last number one album of 2019 and the first number one album of 2020, which I think is just a really cool bit of trivia. But yeah, wow. One Direction's cool. They're fine. I've- I've uh, I've definitely listened to like at least two or three of their albums in full and like play a lot of them back. They're uh, I really like a lot of the stuff that they put out. Liam Payne is ass. And- <laughs> Liam Payne's album is ass. It's so bad, Matt. It is well, so I'm bad. Talking their, I'm talking about One Direction albums, not the individual ones. I haven't really uh, made time to. No, I know. I was just those. making that point. It's so bad. I really tried to live with it. He's tried to do like modeling. I feel like more so than singing. He did, and then he 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 did the album, and then I saw like it got trashed in the reviews, and I was like, "Well, hold up! Like, are people just piling on? Do people just not like Liam Payne because he's a bit of a you know he's a he's a bit grimy, and therefore they're just shitting on the album?" But then I listened to it; it's horrendous. <laughs> it is so bad. It is so <laughs> poorly written. It's got some of the worst cliches and some of the poorly written most poorly written innuendos i've ever had in my life it's like if justin bieber had a backwater baby with a drugged out kesha like it's just bad it's just so bad wow um i will take your word for it but uh my one direction story that i I uh, guess I'll tell real quick was just um, they were at a local mall uh, back. I want to say it might have been 2012, uh, if not like 2011 or whatever. Um, it, it was like the height of their like like towards like the peak of when they were huge. And I don't know why they were doing a mall tour. Like you would think that they would be a little bit bigger than that, but they were they were doing it. And uh, like I said, they were at a local mall. A bunch of my friends were, you know, camped out overnight to go. I, I remember like that night they were camped out. We had to like go and bring them like blankets and waters and and all this kind of stuff because they couldn't leave the line. Um, and then the next day when it was time to actually like go inside and get the thing started, we went to the mall, like, me and like one or two of my other friends who weren't on the line for the signing. And we like, we knew where they were. We knew where like they were signing autographs and it was like kind of out in the open. It wasn't really like hidden in some kind of room where I feel like most autograph signings usually get done. So we went in through like the Macy's that was over there and then came out on the downstairs floor right where they were signing autographs. And we were literally like right next to them. So we were like taking pictures, taking videos of them. Like didn't obviously didn't get to meet them, but like we're very, very close to them without having to like have gone on the whole line waiting for them to just get an autograph and keep moving. So that was a fun time. Well, I'm happy for you. I've never, I've never seen them in person ever, but that's that's really really cool. <laughs> um, no, I mean that. I'm not. Be- 
<laughs> I'm happy for you, but Liam sucks. <laughs> it sounded it sounded like like I wasn't being sincere, but I really was. Uh, okay, so Rachel is going to talk to Quinn in the hallway later on at prom and say I, she comes to apologize essentially for freaking out about her and Finn getting together to run as prom king and queen. Quinn's gonna be like, "Well, I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know that you were rampaging." So it's honestly quite easy to forgive you so if you'll excuse me and rachel's like look quinn i don't think you understand just how much you mean to me like you were the girl that had everything that i wanted like you were the pretty girl you were the popular girl you were a cheerleader you had finn you had everything and quinn thinks that rachel is trying to make a dig at her saying like oh well how the mighty have fallen but rachel's like no you i still see you that way you're never going to not be that girl for me and one of the greatest accomplishments of high school, in my opinion, is the fact that I was able to become friends with you. Like, you were so cool to me, and now we're friends. And that's that's amazing. And I'm sorry for the way that I was acting, but I honestly, I mean, I, I, I think that you deserve prom queen, which is why I voted for you. And I really, you know, I really, really want us to continue to be friends, Quinn. And I just, I just really appreciate you for who you are. And that sort of, like, stuns Quinn here. Santana's going to come in the background and say, stop making out with uh, Barry and help me count these prom votes so that we can be- declare me as the winner. And uh, Rachel's going to go back to the uh, gymnasium. How are you going to tell me with a Santana line here about stop making out with Rachel oh, Barry? God. That for I Barry knew you were going to say thing. this. How are you going to tell me that? Look at I this debated, scene. Look at I debated on even bringing up that line, but I knew if I didn't, then you would. Of course, you have to. You can't just. We can't just pass over for Barry. There's it so little of it in the first place. Measly little line from a snarky Santana. Okay, it means nothing. It means nothing except to the people who it means everything to. This oh, friendship God. is so important to Rachel for what? Because she just wanted to be friends with the popular girl. She got that by being friendly with Santana. But with Quinn, it's something extra special. With Quinn, oh, it's God. it's this connection that the two of them have been forming over this past season and since a little bit of no, pretty much this uh, this season that has just been bringing them so close together. And it's 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 strange because of the whole Finn thing, where both of them have shared the Finn relationship thing. You know, again in their history, that was something that we're bringing back up here, but. At the end of the day, no one cares about Finn anymore when it comes to these two. They want to be friends, or Rachel wants them to be friends. That's what's going on here. Uh, no matter what, I don't care about you know what just happened. It's it, it was my fault for overreacting. I just want you to know how much you mean to me. And whatever, forget the Faberry for a second. This is just you know a, a nice scene because we are seeing Rachel you know reconcile with a lot of these people that have really despised her over the years um, and just not liked her very much and they just deal with her because she's good and helps them win competitions and they're coming around to create genuine friendships with her. We saw Santana, you know, an episode or two ago and now we're seeing, well, we already saw with Quinn but now we're seeing more with Quinn where it's like a lot of things about the their personalities like tend to rip them apart at times but they are trying every single thing they can do to just keep them together and end senior year on a good note so... Again, Rachel's putting in the effort, and it seems like it's going to work as uh, we'll, we'll continue on here. <sighs> the anti-prom king and queen are going to distract Sue. Well, mainly, uh, Becky is going to distract Sue by saying, Oh my goodness, is that a uh, sniper? <laughs> is that a sniper in the rafters? 
Sue is going to be distracted here as Puck then spikes the punch bowl with some liquor. They're going to go ahead and dance. Uh, Puck is going to gladly oblige to dance with Becky now that he, she has helped him make his dream of spiking the punch bowl come true. She's going to hand her cup over to, because Becky's going to take a little shot here. She's going <laughs> to, he's going to pour her some. She drinks it. She hands the cup over to Sue. Who's going to sniff it? Which I always wondered, does she smell it? And she decides to stay quiet because it's Becky. Or was there just not enough of that liquor in there for her to really smell anything? I don't know. The world will never know, I guess. But <laughs> the world will never know. They have, they have, uh, they've successfully spiked the punch bowl. And they are the reigning anti-prom king and queen about to have their first dance. Over in the Spanish room, Quinn and Santana are counting the votes. They find out that Brittany has lost prom king, which <laughs> Quinn is like, it's probably because she's not a uh, boy. And Santana's like, well, you know what? Screw it. If she's not going to be my king, then I don't want to be queen. So she essentially drops out here. And Quinn is counting Santana's count for prom queen and realizes that their counts match, and she won by one vote. One single, single vote from the other God, half of oh the berry. God. <sighs> Even after winning prom queen, she feels absolutely no different. And she talks to Santana about how, you know, despite all of the hardships that the two of them have had to go through, they have had some pretty stellar high school careers, you know, being popular, being on the Cheerios, you know, kind of having what a, what a lot of other kids want. And don't they kind of want to leave the school having made a difference? So they're contemplating something here. They're planning something. We don't quite know what it is yet. But back in the gymnasium, Blaine is going to come up with his hair ungelled. Brittany isn't even going to recognize him at first until uh, Kurt says that it's Blaine without the hair gel. Um, she feels bad. She's like, okay, you've made your point. I'll give you special permission to wear the hair gel. And before the prom king and queen are about to be announced, Blaine's going to try and run back to put it back in his hair, which is so, it's so shitty, Brittany. Like, you made him come. You made Well, you didn't make him come, but he came. You made him take it out. Now you're telling he can put it back in. Like, there's too much back and forth. But Kurt's going to stop me. Like, don't you dare. Like, I love this look on you. I'm, I'm starting to see the real you. with The man without the product. It looks fine. It looks great. You look cute. Like, and and what's your opinion? Which way is better? I like them both. I mean, honestly, they they, they honestly they 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 teased out the hair a little bit more to make it dramatic, and his hair does not look like that normally. That they did a little bit extra to it. But I honestly don't mind both. I mean, if I had to pick one, I mean, I I guess that I would say the gel only because it's the one that I'm more used to. But like, I feel like I would say the same thing about ungel if that were the one I'm more used to. Like, I, honestly, both of them are fine for me. Like, I don't give a damn. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go team no gel, but uh, I would agree that they're both fine. Just uh, team no gel is probably gonna get the edge there. Uh, it's just this is a very funny storyline that we uh, I don't know if we needed to give it any more attention than we have, but like this entire episode, like I mentioned earlier, it's just Blaine freaking out about his hair, and then we finally see him. Uh, like he has been not only just paranoid about like the fact that like what's his hair gonna look like, like he's been so worried as if there's like a teacher that is going or like administration that is going to like suspend him from school if he shows up at like it's just Brittany as Pierce that he has to 
to worry about, who was like threatening to kick him out of prom. And uh, she, you know, she saw him come in with the gel. She, I guess, told him that he did have to leave. So he left and he put, uh, he took all the gel out and now he's back and he's just looking so sadly insecure. And it's, it's so sad that he's like feeling this way, but it's like, Blaine, you look fine. You look great. <laughs> he looks fine. Uh, Principal Wiggins is going to take to the stage and announce to the kids that the uh, small family of reptiles that were living in the uh, plumbing of McKinley High School have now been uh, removed and placed safely in the care of like the local zoo or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, he's going to call up all of the nominees. He's also going to call up Kurt as the reigning prom queen. I guess Karofsky is not there, but this doesn't make any sense because they run junior prom king and queen. Shouldn't there be a reigning prom? Well, I guess there wouldn't be seniors. Oh, I guess. Oh, that makes sense now. Okay. They aren't in the school anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine you have to invite them back and uh, hope they haven't like messed up their lives over the past year. They have to come back and award the, uh, the new prom king and queen. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. <laughs> We're almost done. Okay. Hang in there, Ramon. Okay, so he calls <laughs> up Finn. He calls Rick the Stick. He calls, uh, oh, Brittany, of course. Um, and then he calls up uh, Missy Gunderson. He calls up Santana and, of course, Quinn Fabre. Drum roll for the Prime King announcement. It's going to be Finn Hudson. Yay! Boom! Yeah, Boo. yeah, more like it. Boo! Screw him. Boo! He just assaulted a girl in a wheelchair. Screw him. And he's literally sitting here, like hesitantly, like walking towards the front of the stage. I mean, like I guess he he's still has this mindset of like he's gonna be winning. He's like, if I won, then I guess Quinn won, and maybe that's what's holding him back. But it's like, dude, this is your senior year. You just won prom king. Like you've been the most popular kid in school. And Rachel's here now. You know, like she's here. Like. You can go dance with her after you're done. Just stop crying, you little baby. You take after your your idol, Will Schuster. Honestly. Honestly. And then, the announcement for Prom Queen. Before he announces it, Figgin says that once again, Anarchy has uh, a strike again at the... Or struck again, rather, at the McKinley High School Prom. And who should it be but Miss Rachel Berry. Rachel is shocked. Imagine you want to make a change at, you know, you want to make a difference. Quinn and Santana, we want to do something that impacts our time here and and makes a change. So what we're going to do is let's neither of us win and let's give prom queen to the spoiled, entitled, rich girl who sends people to crack houses when they don't get their way that stomps all over everybody else's hopes and dreams uh most of the time to make sure she is on top that is willing to lose any friend or friendship in order to get what she wants including kurt including literally anybody um let's make that be our charity case of the evening let's award her prom queen and feel better about ourselves also let's completely screw over missy gunderson which should have been the rightful winner if you guys both decided to drop out like, Justice for Missy and Becky. <laughs> Honestly, it's a it's a mess. Like I understand. I mean, obviously, okay. So Rachel had that little talk with her about how she still sees her that way, and just because she's in that wheelchair, it doesn't like detract from the the beauty and the grace that is Quinn Fabray, and that really that really touched Quinn. And she, you know, at the risk of, you know, feeding the Faberry propaganda. I just think that she really just wanted to return the favor and let Rachel have this because she understands that Rachel has not been having a good time over the past week. She completely choked at her audition. She doesn't really know what she's going to do with her life now. And 
she just wants her to feel special because that's all she's ever wanted. She's always wanted to be like Quinn, so she's giving her this moment to be like Quinn. And Quinn also realizes, like, like, look, I wanted this so bad, and it doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I just all of the stuff that I thought I was gonna feel, I'm not feeling. So what am I like? What am I doing this for? This is crazy. So I, I like it, but it does come off. It's like I mean, she literally just tried to throw an anti prom and tried to take the whole Glee club with her. You know, like it's. She messed up one audition. She literally can do, like you said, there's a million other options of what she can do uh, besides, you know, going to Niada now that that's not worked out. She gets so many things that she wants at all times. And now she's just, you know, moping around the school, throwing anti-proms and crying. And we're like, oh, you know what? This girl that we've hated all these years, uh, she's nice to us and she's trying to be friends with us. And I get that. I love like the, I love everybody coming together. I love all the kids being friends at the end of the senior year. It all hits me in the feels. But it's like, we're we're praising this as like some kind of like not we are I'm saying like the fact that it's like oh look at this moment where Rachel comes out of the from the back of the crowd like if you were gonna give me this big moment give it to Becky Becky wanted it Becky deserves it Becky is Becky give it to Becky Rachel doesn't need it whatever yeah honestly but we digress Rachel walks up is crowned by Kurt he tells her to smile and breathe just 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 you know don't freak out. And they go ahead and have their first dance. Quinn and Santana are going to take the stage and sing Take My Breath Away, which I guess was a number that they both rehearsed at some point because it's kind of similar to what happened last year. And it's like, if you guys were expecting to win, then how the hell were you going to sing? Whatever. It's Glee. Um, They go ahead and start singing. Uh, Rachel and Finn take the floor, start their first dance. Rachel still can't believe what's going on. She thinks that it's a prank. She thinks that people are going to start throwing pig's blood on her or something. She thinks it's all going to come crashing down. Um, but Finn is going to deliver this line rather cringely saying, oh, you're sexy. You're beautiful. You're an inspiration. <laughs> She's talented. She looks like Evangelista. She's a model. Like <laughs> All of it. Yeah, she's perfect, everything, you know, let's make Rachel feel better because that's all this damn show is about. Forget everybody else. As long as Rachel, Leo, whatever, Michelle can walk away from this. <laughs> Leo, whatever, uh, Michelle. This, can walk away from this with her head held high, feeling victorious, then that's all that matters. Screw Tina Cohen-Chang and everybody else. I say Tina yeah. because she uh, she has a line here. She's like crying because she doesn't want everything to end. She just wishes it could all go on forever. It's like, maybe it will. You're a junior. You have a whole year left. <laughs> The uh, the junior boys in Rory, Joe, and Artie are taking pictures. Uh, Sam and Mercedes take a picture as well. Sam is doing the most. <laughs> Mercedes is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Puck and Becky are still having a good time dancing. All the kids are just having a, having a good time. And then what happens next? Um, I've... That was my background music for uh, <laughs> for the scene. Quinn for Bray, the girl in the wheelchair, the girl who overcame all the odds, teen pregnancy, the skanks, the red hair, the puck, the Finn, the Cheerios, the Sue. She overcame it all. And now here she is at prom. One prom queen gave it up. And now you will see her stand up from her wheelchair 
Ta-da! Yes, Quinn is up. She's walking. Well, she's not walking. She's up. Again, this is the exact same. This is furthering what we were saying earlier. Again, she's not walking anywhere. She stands up, holding onto the microphone pole. Santana's standing there supporting her. And obviously, like, this is a big step, of course. And again, uh, thank you for saying that earlier. Like, certainly don't want to downplay anybody, you know, uh, being able to walk after being handicapped like this for so long. It is a big moment that she's able to stand uh, here and everybody does look to her and everybody's like, just completely shocked, amazed, which I don't know why they're so shocked because she told them from day one, I'll be up by nationals. I'll be up walking around. She knew she told them, uh, but yeah, she has, she's made it up. She is standing to finish this song. And even though she's not doing those three miles right now, this is obviously progress that, uh, you know, she is able to get this far and that's her win of the episode. So as you know, this, this song is going on. Uh, everybody is just, uh, you see Joe in the audience. So proud that she's up and, you know, it's uh, a nice little ending, so. Yeah, uh, everyone is shocked, and Tana immediately tries to, like, you know, help her steady herself and everything. Like, what the hell is going on? Like, you're, you up now, girl? Oh, damn. <laughs> but, yeah, everybody everybody uh, applauses, applauds her, applauses, applauds her, shocked and confused and thinking it's a prom miracle, and it's a nice little ending here. Well, then you have I like to, this you song know, with I- the two of them together. Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice little ending. And then, of course, Quinn can't just get the episode ending on her own. We have to cut back to Finn and Rachel, um, who just get to close out every episode with a touching little, uh, with you, everything is possible. It's like, shut up. Let Quinn have her moment. You had your moment. You got probably really need to It's a little foreshadowing moment here because Quinn's going to be like, well, if my friends, if uh, Rachel's going to be like, if my my friends can see me um, this way, then maybe I should start seeing myself this way as well. Maybe anything is possible. So, dun, dun, dun. What does that mean? But yes, uh, the number concludes, and so does the episode. Alrighty then, our favorite song of the episode, Big Girls Don't Cry, by Blaine, Kurt, and Rachel. Dinosaur, Kesha, and the, or excuse me, Brittany and the Cheerios. (laughs) I wouldn't have corrected you. (laughs) Love you like a love song, Santana, Brittany, and Tina. What makes you beautiful? New Directions Boys minus Blaine, Kurt, and Finn, and Puck. Take My Breath Away, Quinn and Santana. Um, I love Dinosaur as well, and I love What Makes You Beautiful. Like Both of those are like great songs that remind me of like this specific year or this time, you know, high school, all that stuff. Like That's when these songs came out. I love them a lot, but Santana just kills it on uh, Love You Like a Love Song. It's like just right up her alley and it's so good and i uh i gotta give it to santana so love you like a love song is gonna be my number one see yeah i was between dinosaur love you like a love song and take my breath away i love naya on love you like a love song and it's definitely it's placement level in terms of the selena gomez version <sighs> but you know if you're gonna give some shine on it then i'm just gonna go ahead and do take my breath away because it's a song that I didn't know before Glee and I I really like the way that Quinn and Santana sound together and it's it's like a pleasant surprise for me like I always come back to this episode and I'm like oh yeah I like this song so I think I'll give it to that I think I think Love You Like a Love song is great but it's not like a, a juggernaut of a Santana number and Dinosaur is fun it's always going to be fun but I think take my breath away considering the fact that you know, Quinn decides to, you know, just say fuck it and just, you know, stand up and share like, look, I can I'm 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 making progress. I can I can stand at least. I like that. So I'll give it to take my breath away. 
Yeah, uh, dinosaur is fun, but also like they cut through it with like the scene of Sue and Finn. So it's like you don't even get the full mm-hmm. thing. Like you get a, a good amount of it, but um, the other two are actually no. Love you like a love song is just the same thing. So uh, that's a hypocrite. And take my breath away. All of them. So whatever. <laughs> so I guess that's not a criteria. But uh, it, I still stand by mine. So yeah, those are both uh, obviously good picks and uh, understandable. Okay, slushy rating. I'm gonna go ahead and just say zero slushies. It's a memorable one for me because I was really I was wrestling with the whole uh, Finn thing of it all and him being so rude. But it's it's outweighed by what we get here with especially with uh, the whole anti prom thing. I just love that so much. I love those scenes so much. And I love that Becky is able to become the anti prom queen and spike the punch and all of that. And the and the music in this episode is pretty spot on with the exception of maybe big girls don't cry you know like that's the only song that's out of place for me um but i mean i i I like this episode it's an episode that i return to a lot as a standalone episode so yeah i zero slushies i don't want to think about it too hard all right um yeah i mean fair it's not like i'm going too far away from that i'm gonna give it a half a slushy so uh you know i've been pretty high on a lot of these episodes as we get further into the season uh doesn't really change here it's like very very close to being a perfect episode but the songs are not all a hundred percent there for me it's like all of them are good but it's not like that point where i'm like wow these are so good i can't even pick my favorite um especially when you have like we were talking about big girls don't cry at the beginning of this where it's like where did this come from so um on that end it's like you know a couple points being taken away and then also on the storyline end it's a mess but it's mostly a fun mess but yeah that finn stuff and just a couple things uh here and there that you know could have been a little bit gentler or handled a little bit more like tighter, I guess. Um, not perfect for me, but close enough with the half slushy. All right. And gold star. I'm really, I'm really stuck here. Yeah. I'm stuck between three people. I want to give it to Becky because I mean, Becky is such a great option for this episode, but I also, I'm, I'm also feeling Quinn a bit here. I mean, I like what she did at the end, you know, it was a little grimy in the beginning, but she came to her senses and she was like, you know what? Like, what am I doing? This is this is so stupid. It's really between those two. It's just those two. I don't know. I don't know. Mine was obviously also between those two. But also, I have Brittany in contention. She wanted to get her, you know, her resume back on track after not doing a single thing for her whole, her whole time as president. And uh, look, she pulled off a pretty good prom. I think everybody enjoyed themselves. The dinosaur theme was a success i mean that's fair maybe not enough but also like no like britney britney's not gonna get it for me just because britney is still gonna get a a full other season where she has potential stars coming yeah and quinn Quinn is not not exactly I i think this is kind of like quinn's last like storyline as like a main character i mean she has a few things here and there in the future but this like this is it because she's not really heavily featured in props nationals is like everybody's story you know what i mean and the same thing for goodbye like it's this is it for her so i'm going to give mine to quinn hoy um yeah this is a tough call between quinn and becky as well and i i was coming down a lot before obviously on the oh really we got to give it to rachel thing and i still stand by that but like when you you know, put that aside as well. It's like Quinn, her whole thing, her whole storyline, this whole 
back half of her storyline ever since the Beth stuff has been so much about prom queen. Like she wanted it last year. Things got weird last year. She wanted it this year. And luckily we didn't get like a seven episode arc about Quinn wanting to be prom queen. It just kind of got hit. You know, we started it with this episode and she won it this time. She won it. And regardless of what happened afterwards, like she got what she was hoping for. She got back up and she started walking. She's been so motivated to do so. And, you know, she's back on her feet. Um, Becky is such a good pick as well, though. I mean, with everything that goes down there. You got Quinn. I'll give it to Becky. I, j- I know I just gave every single reason for Quinn. Um, I-, I really hope that I haven't already given Quinn my last star- gold star forever because I do really love Quinn. Um, so I'm going to hope that there's another opportunity for that. But if you're going to give it to Quinn, I'll give it to Becky. More. It's just so far away from now. You know what I mean? Like There's like maybe two episodes in season four, three, that she's like heavily in. Season five, she's virtually absent like and season four is not a a good quinn look it's really not and season six is the only time where she's like actually back on like a semi regular basis so yeah i just i just felt like i had to give it to her here because i haven't i haven't given it to her at at all this entire season and if this is you know if there's one episode that's left it's got to be this one yeah you're i think you're convincing me i think i'm gonna give it to quinn too (laughs) <laughs> I, right. I, I I think you're right. It just feels like we're we're really out of time. Becky's Becky's around for the next like seasons, so I think there'll be more time uh, to give it to Becky. And you know what? Justice for the xylophones as well. So uh, the xylophones will will I'll take their side and and not reward Becky. I don't know. I just I, that's I'm just giving. It, I'll give it to Quinn. All right. So two for Quinn. All right. Well, make sure that you are following us at Choir Room Pod on Twitter. You can also follow us individually on Twitter. I'm at Amon Adwin. Matt is at Matt Ligori. Leave us star ratings and reviews, and we will read them aloud on the podcast. We are getting down to the wire, guys. We have, what, three episodes left. Props, which is such a fun episode. Nationals, which is a fun episode. And Goodbye, which is going to be the conclusion of the original era of glee you know all the new kids or all the uh old kids most of them are leaving so this is this is it guys we're we're moving on to the next era it's kind of crazy and i uh as of today which i don't know when this is all going to be in your feed but i just finished watching the glee project season two um and it's you know one of the characters or one of the people from that show that's a big part of season four it's uh i'm really i'm really feeling the season four it's getting started soon so yeah that's that's all i got All right. Well, until next time, guys, we will see you at Nationals.